Welcome to Passport Required. I'm Kim Covert, owner and lead travel designer at Silverleaf Travel. And I'm Gary Covert. Together, we are on a mission to help experienced travelers and would-be travelers get even more informed, inspired, and get moving so that they can enjoy great travel experiences and make memories that will last. We believe that travel offers so many opportunities to improve the quality of our lives. Travel helps us learn more about the world, ourselves, and those closest to us. It keeps us vibrant, fresh, and connected, and travel helps us celebrate life. We invite you to join the Silverleaf Travel Facebook page so that we can amplify our impact and help people get off of and stay off of what we'd like to call Someday Island. We know you're going to love this episode, so let's get after it. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Passport Required. I'm Kim Covert. And I'm Gary Covert. And we are talking about one of our favorite subjects, French Polynesia. Yes. Also known as Tahiti. Tahiti. Yep. Yes. So a lot of people ask me, what's my favorite spot I've ever been to? My yes. favorite place. Mm -hmm. And that's hard because it's, there's obviously a whole world and I haven't been everywhere yet. But from the places we've been to, tropical-wise, Tahiti or French Polynesia is our favorite. This is something that we love to talk about. Yeah. So maybe we start there with the distinction between Tahiti and French Polynesia. So Tahiti is just one island yeah, it's the within island. French Polynesia. If you're thinking about Hawaii, you know, the, its analog would be Oahu. You know, a lot of people fly into Oahu. It's uh, the biggest, yeah. most populous island. Same thing for French Polynesia. Tahiti would, has a, a big city in there. It's called Papeete. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of people generally start because that's where the, the flights come in. Mm -hmm. And this is a great place to kind of highlight just how far it is from L.A. Yeah. So a lot of people say Tahiti. Oh, mm -hmm. doesn't that take 24 hours to get to? No, no. It's only no. eight hours from L.A. Mm -hmm. or San Francisco. Yep. Direct flight. Direct from, flights. Yeah. Eight hours. So it's what they say, a, a movie and a drink past Hawaii. <laughs> and well worth it. Yes. Well worth it. I guess the reason that we get so excited about Tahiti is that it is very proximate uh, to the United States. It's very similar in terms of travel time, a little bit longer to get to, to French Polynesia versus Hawaii. But wow, it's, it's just, just on another level. It really is. It really is. Nothing against Hawaii, but mm -hmm. it's not very developed. There's a lot of really pristine water there. and. Mm -hmm. Just a great place to go. So why don't you tell folks a little bit more about Tahiti then? When you fly from L.A. or San Francisco, you will have a direct flight into the main island of Tahiti, mm -hmm. which is Pepeete. And there, the, a lot of the hotels are really close to the airport, so you don't have a long drive. It's not a huge island, but it does have like a north area and a south area. It kind of looks like a gourd. Mm -hmm. It's kind of skinny in the middle. And you'll stay kind of in the northern part of, of the island. And it's that black volcanic sand beaches. It's really neat. It's a different type of beach that a lot of people have been to. So that's where you will land. And that's where you can stay for a few days. And I highly re recommend staying there for a few days first and get your, your bearings. In. So, yeah, typically the idea would people would fly in there and then either do a cruise or get on a plane and, mm -hmm. and hop over to another island. And we've done both. In our first trip, we went from there, uh, Tahiti. We stayed in Papeete maybe two days, and I think we motored over, 
motored over. Literally, I think we no, got we on flew a plane. Over. <laughs> <laughs> we got over on a plane. Yeah. And we uh, flew to Bora Bora. Yeah, it stayed on Bora Bora. We stayed at the Four Seasons, which is a really phenomenal property mm-hmm. in an overwater bungalow, which is a great experience. Uh, off the charts, beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. But I would also say it has a couple, for me, a couple pluses and minuses. Pluses are you're in an overwater bungalow. What's wrong with that? <laughs> it's amazing. Beautiful. And it's, you know, so it's a four season, so you get treated right. You get off the, the plane, they meet you at the airport in Bora Bora, and you get on a private motorboat, and they take you straight to the property. Mm-hmm. And the whole way, you get a great view of Otamanu, mm-hmm. which is the central island. It's, yeah, it's a central mountain in the islands, Otamanu. And which is iconic because, and you might have, many of the people listening to this may have seen that island because it was featured very prominently in that movie, Couples Retreat. One of our favorite movies. Yes. Because <laughs> it was filmed there. Silly little rom-com kind of movie. Yeah, but really cute. Really cute movie. But that location it was filmed at was the St. Regis. Yes, which is next door to the Four Seasons where we stayed at. So we had the same view from from our hotel, and the hotel's on a motu outside the island, so it's very remote. So it's very popular with honeymooners or anybody wanting very romantic vacations, and it's just stunning. I mean, it's a great part of Bora Bora. But yeah. So a motu, for those that are not familiar, it's usually just a, a little island that's off of the main island and mm-hmm. inside the, the reef area. So all of these islands... They all started off volcanically, and as the volcano cooled, it sank into the ocean. So all of these islands, they have a big ring of reefs around them, maybe an Mm -hmm. atoll around them. These motus are little isolated islands, and sometimes they're even like out on the reef. Absolutely. You know, away from the main island. So there's a lot of little places like that. So that was one way that we did it. And what was the second way that we did it? Yeah, we did a cruise on Windstar, mm-hmm. one of their yachts, not the sailboats, but the, the yacht. And that was a, another great experience. So we could see multiple islands. We did, I think, seven nights. So we started in Pepeete and we flew there, stayed there a couple of days and then got on the, the cruise ship and sailed around the islands. And that's another great way because you get to see so many islands Mm-hmm. We overnighted in, in a couple of them, so it was great to spend some good quality time at some of them. And we're able to get back to Bora Bora. And so, back to Bora Bora. So on that <laughs> one, we picked up the the cruise ship. We were in Papete. We went from there to Marea, and then after that, we went to Bora Bora. Marea is worth talking about. Why don't you tell folks a little bit about what Marea is like? That's a, another great island. So you can see Marea from Papete. So when you're in town walking around, driving around. You can see the island right there. And you can see all the ferries going out yeah, there. There's tons of ferries <laughs> that go across the, yep. the channel there. So it's really easy to get to. You can take the ferry over, go stay in Marea for a while, or just do it by, by the cruise ship. And that's how we did it. But it's a great island because it's a little bit bigger. It's less about the, the motus, the water around it. You know, it's the land. So there's off-roading excursions, ATVs, Jeeps, waterfalls, hiking. So there's a lot to do on the island where islands like Bora Bora, it's more about the water, less about what's going on on land because it's not there's not so much land <laughs> on some of the islands. 
Yeah. Yeah. More Morea it just hits you right in the face. It's just one of the most stunning islands. You see mm-hmm. it for me, you just look at it, it's like, wow, you're really in a wonderful location. So it just kind of hits you in the face scenically. And when we were there, that was a place where we did the whale watching mm-hmm. experience. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that was a lot of fun. That was in a small boat. And that's a very popular thing, evidently, because we weren't the only people out there in small no. boats chasing <laughs> chase, chase, whales. chasing whales. <laughs> yeah. So it was, I called it whale watching. I think the way it was really billed was swimming with the whales. Didn't really work out for us that day. The chop was quite yeah, severe. Yeah, the weather was really bad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the waves were really substantial. You had to be a really strong swimmer to get in the water and go swim towards the whales. So, and we were with marine biologist, Dr. Michael Poole, and he was very conscious about not getting so close to the whales, which I appreciate. And so we just stayed in the in the boat and, and watched them. It was a mom and a baby and it was really cute. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we did see a lot of other boats that I think more strongly encouraged yeah. their folks they or maybe the they were more intrepid and jumped on in. So you see people out there with boogie boards and life jackets <laughs> trying to make their way hundreds of yards to try yeah. and get closer to these whales. So, you know, that would have been neat on a calmer day, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I understood. Yeah, you're outside why. that reef system that I was talking about. So when you're inside the reef system, it's totally flat. When you're outside the reef system, the swells are normally like, you know, three, six, three. I'm guessing I have no clue, but they're rougher. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe like three foot waves. I yeah. mean, it's definitely different than when you get inside the reef near these islands. Once you're inside their orbit, it's just like a big flat lake. So. Yes. And that clear blue water, so pretty. Mm-hmm. And the other islands outside of the main island of Tahiti, it's that white sand beach and that clear blue water like you see in movies. And none of our photos do it justice. It's so pretty. Yeah. Yeah. If you like snorkeling and any of those kind of water things, great place to go. So let's go back to Bora Bora and talk about what are some of the things that we did in Bora Bora. Mostly snorkeling, because we're big snorkelers. You've done diving before. I'm not a diver. So we hired a a local guy. He was great. And he had a little wooden boat. And and we just got lucky. And we were the only two people on this boat. And since Gary and I had been to, to Bora Bora years prior, we had had a great snorkeling experience that first trip, what we call Coral Gardens. And we remember these coral spears coming up from the ground and just a spectacular experience. To this day, I think, wow, that was the best snorkeling I've ever been to. So we asked him, can you take us back there? He said, sure, sure. So he took us there and we got out and we started snorkeling around and just didn't remember. Didn't match up with our memory. Not at all. And it was crowded and there were a ton of people there and the coral wasn't very luminous and i don't remember it being so flat like it just wasn't the same experience and so we got back in the boat and we said oh you know that was great but you know it's not how we remember it and he said do you mind if i take you where i snorkel and we're like yeah that would be great he did mention that there was a, a hurricane or something oh, that's true. Or a typhoon yeah. that so had come through that might have changed affected the it. dynamics yeah. good point so we're like oh that was unfortunate that's yeah. not how i remember it so he took it. us to his backyard and it was wonderful and there was nobody else there was another boat a little dinghy that was leaving as we got yeah. there we were the only ones there and it yeah. was so nice i didn't see any other 
tourist boats Mm-mm. over there. I just don't think that that's a location. I could have spent all day there. And then he took us and we went and saw the manta rays, mm-hmm. which was, you know, out of this world because they're so massive. It's shocking when you yeah, see them. Yeah, they're, they're as do. big as your a sectional couch in your living <laughs> room. So, they're so big. just immense, wingtip to wingtip. And they're flying Slowly in the air. Sailing, and we saw, yeah. I forget, it was either two or three of them in this particular area that they like to either feed or Maybe. hang yeah. out. I don't know what they were doing, but you get in the water and you just see them floating circles. Right, right below yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And that was scary yet fun <laughs> to see them in their natural environment. And so that was just a great day. And that's something that Gary and I love to do is when we get to a port, wherever it is in the world, we like to just get off, hire someone local, take us around, whether by land or by water, and just show us the best parts. So that was what we did. And we sometimes that like- is a dud. Sometimes yeah. it's a, a home run. That was definitely a home run. If you hire Kim, she'll tell you her secret guy. Yeah, I got him. I got his contact. You got a guy. <laughs> he's so in, good. In Bora Bora. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's fantastic. So from there, we went to some of the other islands. We won't go into yeah, great, great detail. detail with each of them. We're really trying here to just convey our enthusiasm nice. for nice. that, for the Society Islands, the, this part of French Polynesia. Is just a great location. It's mm-hmm. not very far. If you really like water sports and snorkeling and being nature. in the water and nature, it's just a and fantastic to know place. The locals too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had such great like that one experience, and then we were on Huahini, and we ha- we hired another local guy, and he brought us to his house and made us lunch. And so you, they're just so proud of their islands, and they're obviously very welcoming to tourists. It's just so comfortable and so nice and everybody's just so friendly and the food's great. And it's not developed. Mm-mm. If you yeah, go to Hawaii or some of these other places, obviously Honolulu or even Maui or things, they're mm-hmm. developed. You're not going to see a big luau on the beach. No. In Tahiti. You're not, gonna, you're not going to see a lot of development. Even people would kind of say, Oh, Bora Bora is so over overbuilt or it's so crowded and you're you're walking through town. It's like there's two streets. Yeah, there's not a lot going on. There's a little town on Itea that was pleasant. I just called it a town. They kept Mm. calling it a city. It's it's a town and it's got a couple it's a two supermarket town, but it's not developed. It's very low key. Yes. And if you like nature and you want to get into culture. Kind of authentically, I can't say for certain, but my guess is that it's like Hawaii used to be before it got full on developed. Yeah, and I hope they keep it charming and intimate like that because mm-hmm. that was just so unique. Yeah. So everywhere you go, there's a really good snorkeling. You're not going to go wrong with that. Of course, Bora Bora is famous for that, but mm-hmm. any of the others, we had some really good experiences. I did really like going on a cruise. I like the fact that we did the cruise. The Windstar is a small ship. It's only 300 people. I think for that particular sailing, mm-hmm. there's only 150 people on it. So you felt like you were on your own <laughs> private yacht for the entire voyage. So I really like that. It's a great way to go. And what it did for me is really whet my appetite to go even further and see some of these other islands. Yeah, they have longer itineraries, so you can go a little bit farther, go to the lesser-known islands, less 
developed islands. Even less developed. Even I'm less wondering developed. what that's going to look that's like. It's going to be amazing. Something you can do by cruise, you can also do it by air as well. A lot of these places you can fly to from Pepeite or some of the other islands. You might not find hotels. You're not going to find Airbnbs. So a lot of the lesser developed islands, you're going to stay with the locals. Basically, they rent out rooms kind of situations. And how fun would that be you know, to really live I with the locals? I would be willing to give it a try. Yes. You know, one of my favorite travel books is this book called The Happy Islands of Micronesia. Mm. And the guy just had an inflatable kayak and he would paddle from island to island. So Neat. this is Micronesia, totally different area. But anyway, island chains. And that just kind of inspired me a little bit that that would be a, a neat way to kind of dive in and kind of see the what the the local life is like and yeah so there's so much more for us to experience i guess we could go back it'll be my fourth time to get back yeah you had gone so i went with my mom you went that with was your my mom that was first cruise ever was with my mom and this is probably i'm dating myself mm -hmm. oh boy maybe 20 uh, 30 years ago something like that I don't even remember the cruise line. I don't think they exist anymore. But her and I did it. And I vividly remember leaving Pepeete with her and sailing around. And we hit Bora Bora. And since I was a little kid, I've always wanted to go to Bora Bora. And we got off the ship. And about 20 minutes later, they made an announcement to get back on the ship because a, a typhoon was coming in. Oh, brother. And we had to go out to sea to try to avert the storm. And so since then, I had always wanted to go back. And so that when we had the opportunity, to go back and see on the four at the four seasons, it's very special. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's got over that, and over again. <laughs> that's got a special place in our heart. So I would encourage people to put that on their list and something to to really consider if you want to mix mm -hmm. it up. If you really like that experience of going to Hawaii, just mix it up. Maybe yeah. try try something else. What I also like is that it has opportunities to go to smaller islands. You can also loop in other islands that are larger, like mm -hmm. Fiji. Mm -hmm. If you're on a cruise or larger cruise itineraries that would go west to Fiji, which seems really attractive to me and something we definitely want to try. Absolutely. And there's different price points. Not everything has to be the Four Seasons or the Conrad or St. Regis. There are other properties that are just as lovely that don't cost the same. Yeah. So you can we can find a package that is affordable. And the ocean is the same for everybody. Absolutely. You're going to see the, see the same fish. <laughs> Good You're going to see the same reef, the same fish, all that sort of stuff. But anyway, I think it's a phenomenal location. It's it. near, dear to our heart and something that we want to explore more. And we want to encourage people yes. while their travel clock is still ticking. Tick, tick, tick. Yep. Let's get going. Mm -hmm. So in closing, we just love this area and we highly recommend people going and experiencing it. Remember, a path to someday leads to a town called nowhere. So let's grab that passport and let's go somewhere. And let's get going. Let's go. Thanks for listening to Passport Required. Please be sure and join the Silverleaf Travel Facebook page so that we can connect with you. It is also a great place to share your own travel tips, experiences, and wisdom with the Silverleaf Travel community. If you got something out of this episode, we would love it if you would subscribe and also give us a rating and review. We always want to get better and we will read all of your comments and suggestions for topics so that we can make this podcast the best resource possible. My name is Gary Covert. And I'm Kim Covert. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Silverleaf Travel Community.